coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the modernization of Nintendo Sound. It is dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. I'm and- doing this new thing where I'm, well, it's not really new. I've been trying to do it for a while in fits and starts, but like where I'm trying to limit the amount of red eat I meet. I meat Wait, I that's eat. not right. <laughs> <laughs> so limit the amount of red meat I eat. Yes. And not eat as many french fries. Mm, which of those do you find harder? french fry i don't know because here's the thing is, are you still ordering french fries or are you getting the french fries and leaving like half of them uh i'm cho- i'm trying to choose not to order french fries i'm yeah. terrified i'm gonna die of a heart attack <laughs> but i but i don't like to cook right and i love fast food so you know so i'm making i'm trying to make like healthier choices but it's difficult when you're like when it's 11 o'clock at night and you're like, I still need to eat. Yes. So what am I going to do that doesn't take a lot of time mm-hmm. and that I can consume quickly? It doesn't cost a lot of money. Uh-huh. And right. won't give me a heart attack? That, 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 that's like a difficult combination. Right. Well, that's when you gotta, that's when you have to like eat something that you're like, I'm not excited about this, but I'm eating like a carrot and some hummus. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens to me a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you're living that vegetarian lifestyle. I am living that vegetarian mm-hmm. lifestyle. And you're like ha- healthy and happy. <laughs> well, I don't... He- healthy-ish. <laughs> Happy-ish. Uh, I've got this burn on my wrist. <laughs> That's not great. Uh, Mark, today we are talking about um, Nintendo music. We, mm-hmm. wanted, we wanted to do another one of these music episodes where we play a bunch of music clips and just kind of sit in them for a while and, and talk about them. Yeah, and in the past we've done just kind of like uh music from all over nintendo's era yeah <laughs> that's not a, that's, that's not, not a, that's, that's not, not a turn that's not of right. phrase i, said, I invented I said it yes i mean i've invented it that's our new turn of phrase <laughs> right all over nintendo's era <laughs> um and you know like we obviously really like uh that 8-bit 16-bit sound yeah i mean i think when when you think of nintendo music the first thing you have to contend with is a ba da da do da da um, and then, like, everything else falls from that. But right? that's not what we wanted to do this episode. No, we want to talk about um, the modern face of Nintendo music. So, the ears, the mouth, the in, nose. In the whole Nintendo the era. The touch. <laughs> that's right. The feel of <laughs> cotton. Um, so, I, and I think that one of the reasons that this came to us, or that, that we were thinking about it, is that Splatoon has such a unique sonic identity and um, I think it's a sonic identity that we both like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, one of the ways that Splatoon was being advertised kind of early on here uh, in one of the Splatoon 2, two directs was um, this uh, Pearl and Marina music video uh, for the song called uh, Color Pulse, uh, parenthetical off the hook. Um, which let's listen to a little bit of it and then we can talk about what it sounds like.
that's obviously got a lot of like electronica and even like a little bit of R and B kind of buried in there. Um, and I think that like for me, uh, what makes that such a cool part of like the Nintendo Sonic landscape is that it it's a very like uh, fashion forward or like modern culture forward approach to um, to music. Um, and I think we see a little bit of that in um, this other Splatoon two track. Uh, which is called Ink Coming or Wet Floor. Mark, this is one that, that you had us pull. Do you want to say anything about it? Uh, I, it'll be really interesting to see in the future how s- the music of Splatoon 2 or like Splatoon in general mm-hmm. ages. Th- that's not really the right word for it, but this idea that like it is a little bit fashion forward, but it's also very like electronic music is very hip right now. Like it's very much of the moment in a way that most of Nintendo's music is more classic. Mm-hmm. You could perform it with a orchestra. You see it performed by orchestras sure. on like classical instruments versus this is very much, um, I was going to say, this is very much not that. Yeah, no, that, that's right, though. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, ink coming here and um, maybe we'll turn it down and start talking over it in, in a little bit. <laughs> not just electronica right like there's a lot of just like rock and roller almost like punk rock influences in here i was going to say as much as uh we were talking about splatoon 2 being like yeah like electronica and uh kind of a little bit looking towards the future i could totally see myself in tony hawk pro skater absolutely you know like grinding to this yeah um I, I, I think the and it, the, the music has a lot of that like kind of uh, classic Nintendo syncopation to it as well. Like it's rhythmically, I'm gonna turn it back up, but it's rhythmically really interesting. So uh, just just for context, uh, I pulled a, a couple clips of um, other uh, music from the original Splatoon, um, just so we can hear you know, where, like, what that, that DNA is. Um, so this is the, like, main Splatoon, um, Splatoon 1 uh, theme called Splatack, <laughs> which tickles me just right. <laughs> It's almost got more of like a, a straight up like surf rock kind of approach to it, right? Yeah, I was gonna say at the beginning, I just waited for Gwen Stefani to, you know, <laughs> it sounded very no doubt to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it's it's possible that like most of the electronic um, like sounds are the voices. Um, that uh, that that's where that sort of like electronica comes in. Um, and you know, Nintendo does a lot of like not committing to voice acting. And I think that the same is true, like in um, the the music too. You'll hear like a lot of choirs and stuff, and with some very rare exceptions that we hear like. Um, I mean, there we I do have some examples further down the playlist here, um, where we do hear like clear, like real human voices. But you know, I think this is sort of like hedging their their bets. Between yeah, that. it's a lot like this. Like I you 
often see them do things like this. Like, I wonder if when they're recording it, it is actual lyrics that are then distorted yeah. with different filters. Because it does sound like people... It sounds close enough to, like, English yes. that you, as English speakers, were, like, trying to pick out the sounds, yeah, even yeah. though it is not English. Right. Um, I, I love that, though. Like, it, it seems... It, it makes it feel real or, like, it has a soul without having, like, a specific meaning uh, ascribed to it. Um, I pulled one more uh, piece of music from the original Splatoon. This is the final boss music, or it is also the, the Squid Sisters um kelly and mari it's it's a uh, their their song j-pop idol song from another dimension yeah that's yes i mean that's how so much of this feels is that like it feels familiar but like otherworldly at the same time um so uh i i think there there are a couple examples of this that sort of like melding of um like the uh kind of acoustic influences with the more um electronica stuff i i was pulling a bunch of clips here and um the most recent Star Fox games, um, Guard and the other one, Zero, <laughs> um, use like the kind of classic Star Fox, uh, like kind of orchestral fanfare with interesting, uh, little like accents and textures that fall like under the same category. So, um, let's just listen to that. It's, it's, uh, it's short. like you can hear those like straight up sort of symphonic things with like all those extra little electronica like beeps and bloops in the background um like really fleshing it out into like a a richer weirder sound um which is it's it's one of the ways that nintendo is like taking their existing music and like kind of pushing it in um to the future mark you uh sent along um the excite bike arena music from mario kart 8 yeah that's and right mario kart 8 deluxe mm -hmm. uh and this this does it sounds like a uh uh like a great chip tune or what, what what's that band that does like um uh anamanaguchi um where it's uh electric guitars and drum sets and also like a game boy right <laughs> um let's listen to a little bit of that because it's awesome uh and another like perfect melding of like old and new electronic and um you know analog
God, that part there is so where like the organ goes up to like the end of that phrase, and then it's like a that like kind of coin sound effect that like. I don't like time trials that much, but I have been playing this on time trials. Yeah. Because I just love the music so much. It's it's, it's maybe my favorite Mario Kart 8 Deluxe track for uh, that reason. For for the music, because yeah. it's pretty straightforward otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's basically like uh, what is that like Baby Kart or uh, yeah, ba- Baby uh, Park? Baby Park. It's yeah. basically Baby Park with like jumps. <laughs> uh yeah so that that's one way uh that nintendo's uh you know dragging them themselves musically into the future while still totally honoring um like the the past of their their music Star Fox is still that same like symphonic score with more stuff we're getting uh a excite bike that i that do that that do that that's from the original like 1984 excite bike um it's cool to just like see them bring all that together uh so there is uh, another way that um they are modernizing stuff and that's to make it more symphonic and uh like cinematic almost and of course more epic means the legend of zelda right um so let's let's start just by talking about what uh we've seen music wise in breath of the wild right um, in a lot of places, it's more kind of like sparse and like piano based. Yeah, which makes the moments when it's not feel that much more lush. Yeah, like alive. Like so it becomes mm-hmm. super exciting because it's even just like sonically something you haven't done before. Yeah, experienced before. Um, so we pulled a, a little bit of music from the Divine Beast battle with um Ruda or Va Va Ruda the the elephant. Um, so let's uh, let's play a little bit of that now. Super cool, super cinematic, um, but like kind of orchestral standard, right? Like there, there's no real um, like surprises there, musically speaking, right? Like you can imagine that being performed by an orchestra that you go to see. Absolutely. Um, but man, does it work, right? Like that's so it's so like driving and like specific, and um, you know that when you're hearing that music, you that like you're accomplishing yeah even if you've never played the game you can you get a sense of like the adventure that is like inherent in the moment um so i i pulled one that actually has a a similar like kind of driving uh rhythm to it um from the beginning of the new fire emblem game uh and i think i mean fire emblem might be a a little bit of a cheat because like intelligence system has their their own their own sort of like sonic identity and all of the fire emblem games have like big orchestral scores. Um, but it's obviously something that is working for a Nintendo property. Um, so this is the, the title screen music from, um, fire emblem echoes shadows of, of Valentia. And it's got like almost an identical, like driving, um, snare drum thing here.
so again, like that's like immediately evocative of like the adventure adventure you're about to go on, but in like some ways is kind of predictable, like sonically, right? Um, we've got a couple more examples of of these kinds of things that that we like, but are you know just sort of straight up orchestral. Yeah, and I feel like like predictable. Yes, I um I feel like familiar. Yes, is where even though maybe we haven't heard that you haven't heard this specific song before you have heard a lot of songs like it. Yeah. And so it feels, it's not just um, bringing up emotions of the game itself, but emotions of things that you have experienced that are similar. Absolutely. Well, and, and I'm about to play um, some music from Star Fox Zero. Again, I'm going back to Star Fox Zero um, to illustrate how like there are ways where they do stick to like the straight up symphonic and it just sounds like Star Wars, right? Like the last two that we listened to, like they could have been in um, Lord of the Rings movies or any other kind of like fantasy epic movie. Um, so here's a little bit of Star Wolf's theme from uh, Star Fox Zero. I mean, it's even it's they're not real instruments, you know. It's all uh, synth, but like even in that, they're using um, like a lot of French horn fanfare too, which like is this might be like too literal and like too musicy, but like it's Star Wolf. That's a like Peter and the Wolf music cue. Um, I don't know. It seems very traditional to me. The thing that I thought was really interesting about this one that kind of sets it apart from the Breath of the Wild and Fire Emblem ones which I felt like were very cinematic mm-hmm. is this one feels a little bit more like a game to me because the tempo, I don't know if that's the right word, but like it's too fast. Sure. Like it's too yeah. fast for a movie. You wouldn't, you, uh, movie scores are much like slower and mm-hmm. less complex because they're usually like themes that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I could see this as like, uh, and maybe it's because I associate star Wars so closely with star Fox that like, I, that could be a space battle, you know, in in Star Wars too. Um, so ne- next we got some uh, Xenoblade Chronicles music. Mark, you want to tee this one up? Sure. I mean, so this one, uh, I feel like is a little bit. It's I'm not even sure how to say it. Like Gower, it's G A U R planes. Mm-hmm. Gar planes. Gar planes. So a lot of the music in Xenoblade Chronicles is. Um, what we have been listening to before very similar to like the fire emblem shadows of valentia type thing where it feels very familiar Mm -hmm. um this one i feel kind of toes the line between being familiar but also a little like alien at the same time yeah so i I think this is where we start to see and like uh the the examples that we're going to play after this uh lead more in this direction that uh nintendo starts pulling the nintendo composers start pulling a little bit more uh, interesting textures that recall like specific cultural musics like uh, Americana or like f- sort of French sounds. Um, so let's let's listen to a little bit of this Gaur Plains from Xenoblade Chronicles.
the kind of like tribal percussion and this is really cool. There's a part of it that I'm like, towards the beginning where I'm like, this sounds right out of an ABBA song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the strings are borderline like disco strings, right? That's cool. So from there, I think uh, it's it's good to start moving into like where the classical music starts to sound very specific and like less generalized to like kind of movie score or game score. Um, and Kid Icarus Uprising is a great place to go for this. Um, Kid Icarus by the the same team that does Smash Brothers obviously has a lot of reverence for. Um, music and all parts of nintendo past while also just like updating it to be like cool and weird and unique um so let's listen to um dark pits theme and um one of the things that i i noticed about this is that uh it's got a little bit of like a flamenco-y kind of guitar sound to it it sounds almost like spanish or greek or... i'm assuming it's greek just because of like greek mythology and everything but yeah i mean the the game's take on Greek mythology is wide enough that like <laughs> European in any way counts, you know? Um, so let's uh dark pits theme. so cool that like it, it's led by that guitar sound but like it's got the the backing of like the tubular bells and the timpani and strings and horns and stuff so it still really feels both symphonic and unique at the same time it's a really cool piece mark i i, I hadn't really been like clued into that one before it kind of reminds me of do you remember mission impossible 2 sure it has that like flamenco feel to it <laughs> and uh so kind of that same sort of um mixing of sounds yeah ab absolutely um this next one's a little bit weirder uh we're going to animal crossing new leaf um the 7 p.m extended uh uh 7 p.m is is the music um we're taking a video that's extended we're not gonna listen to all 30 minutes <laughs> of it. um but uh this is a cool one because it's so minimal um and does like kind of weird things to like change the texture um, you want to listen to a little bit of it? And yeah, then we can, yeah. We can talk. Thank you. 
love that lead accordion sound. It's so cool. One of the things that I think is really interesting about the Animal Crossing soundtrack, uh, since we're speaking to New Leaf specifically, is um, the composer has to be thinking, what does a specific time of day sound like? Yeah. And it doesn't... The If you listen to all the tracks, it's not like... It doesn't build in the way that I would necessarily maybe expect, where it's like the middle of the day is the busiest, and then it's just going to get progressively like quieter. Like eight p.m. is much more active than seven p.m. Hmm. in the game, and or like the music of it is. It's sure. still, it's not like bustling, but it is. This is much more relaxed than eight p.m. is, and yeah. it's it's relaxed, but it's still really rhythmic like you get the sense that um the seven o'clock music here is marking time in almost like a nervous way of like the hours of the day are getting away from you like i I, i'm not anxious when i listen to this but like i get that feeling that like there's something i need to be doing (laughs) you know what i mean uh it's a really cool piece of music um and I, i i really like the way it melds that like piano sound with um there's uh like steel drums in there a little bit and of course the accordion which feels very uh feels very french to me and i'm a sucker for like that french sounding accordion type thing yeah well look out man because we're gonna listen to (laughs) we're gonna listen to some pikmin 3 music um this is the garden of hope um and i think this is really where uh i mean pikmin is such an interesting series as it is that it has that blend of like you're just spending time in the garden, but also like your hours are are limited here. Um, so this is Garden of Hope from Pikmin Three. So that's got that accordion in there. It's got like that kind of uh, light guitar sound and like a recorder. Yeah, it's an inter- It's a really. I I don't think I've heard that piece before, and it's a really interesting blend of cultural influences. Mm-hmm. Like it does have that like accordion sound in there, but it also one of the featured instruments is a banjo. Yeah, which I associate very heavily with the American South. Yes, uh, and and that's I. Uh, that is a lot of what I get in um, this next the the next clip, which we are probably just going to listen to the whole thing. Um, but it's from uh, the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes, which takes a lot of those same um, like influences and like puts it with an action game. So it's a like higher pace, but still has um, like the accordion textures, uh, the kind of solo string textures again, like of the American South. So it feels like a classic fantasy americana and french kind of all at once um let's just listen to it i i like it so much
wow, that's really cool. Isn't that neat? Um, it's got a really strong, like, kind of Irish identity too. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just think it's neat that, uh, in addition to doing this more like symphonic, traditional, uh, symphonic growth, that they're doing like these very specific, like, cultural touchstones. Um, it makes for a, a, a cool way for the music to grow. And that sort of leads me back into Mario. Um, so Mario is taking a kind of like big band approach to um, like new Mario music feels very uh, either like ragtimey or big bandy, like oh, jazzy. And would you say 3D Mario? Yeah, I specifically 3D Mario. I think there are elements of it in um, the, the 2D games as well. Um, but I think that's where we really start to see, um, you know, more uh, just this big, like crazy bombastic um, jazz based sound. Um, and obviously that's Nintendo's putting that that foot forward uh, with um, the way they're advertising Odyssey with this um, jump up superstar uh, song. If we can just listen to a little bit of this thing, I like it a lot. I don't know how you feel about uh, this piece of music, Mark. It's one of my, like, so stupid it's great. Yes. Which is totally how I feel about it. But, like, there's also a part of it that brings me genuine joy. Uh, So let's listen for a little bit here. So, I don't know. The whole thing is just so, like, fun and energetic. I yeah. like it. And the lyrics are so earnest. Yeah, they are. Because they just, like, run around with me and, like, run and jump. But I feel like that's communicated in the music anyway. Yeah, absolutely. E- even without the, those lyrics. Um, and again, what I, I like how this is incorporating, um, we hear, like, the uh, Mario jump sound effect, like, the original 8-bit sound effect, and um, the coin collecting sound. Um, but also the uh, the baseline in this like Odyssey, Yesy is that doot 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 doo, from the original Donkey Kong. Whoa, I so yeah yeah so dig it. Here's here's what this is the world one of Donkey Kong or like twenty five meters. It's just that loop. Over That's and over really again. cool. Uh, so let, let's just like knock back into it and uh, hear it in context. I think that's so dope. That is really cool. Um, and also, like, within the world of Mario Odyssey, it's supposed to be um, uh, po- uh, po- Penelope? Pen- Pauline? Pen- Pauline? Pauline? Maybe Pauline. It's supposed to be her singing it. So, like, 
the fact that it's connected to Donkey Kong. Well, and New Donk City and sure. all of that. Sure. Um, but so that's super cool. It's something that I just wanted to share because it, it, it seemed really neat to me. But uh, so the 3D Marios have been kind of operating in this space um, for a little while. A lot of the music from Super Mario 3D World also has this kind of like jazzy big band sound to it. Um, one of my favorite tiny pieces of music from 3D World is when you clear a uh, when you clear a, a full world, not just like a little level, but a full world. You get this amazing uh, little big band fanfare. Oh wait, whoop! I messed it up. <laughs> this amazing little big band fanfare. Which is just like a a dumb little take on like when you you know hit the flagpole, um, but in this like fully uh big band orchestrated, uh, you know as kind of sound, um, but I I think probably my favorite example from Super Mario 3D World of this like big band stuff turned up to eleven is the uh, end credit sequence, um, which is super cool. So if we can just listen to a little bit of that. almost got like a Dixieland kind of vibe to it. It's fun to hear video game music grow up. Yeah. You know, like that's indistinguishable from if like the a Dixieland band was playing that at Disneyland, no right. one would have any idea it no was one from would. Mario. Right. Um and yeah, and again that's that like falls in the same line of like taking the specific cultural like influence of the music and really running with it. Um I want to f- close out this conversation about new Nintendo music by talking about ARMS. I, I think it is similar to um, like this kind of trend in the Mario music towards like the kind of jazzy big band, but it's also different in a way I can't really quantify. Um, so uh, let's listen to a little bit of like the main um, ARMS theme called just Grand Prix. Um, and then talk about it because I need to. I need to unpack it a little bit. There's a, a a lot of it that I don't totally understand, sonically speaking.
it's got so much energy to it and like so much specific spirit that I can't totally pinpoint. It feels uh, almost like an amalgamation of everything that we've talked about, where it has very like specific influences, has kind of that orchestral feel, but also really specific instrumentation. Yeah. With the like electric guitar in there and and with like the the whistle coming in. Like, <laughs> yeah, just randomly. Yeah, and yeah. um and that there's like the the chorus of voices, but there's also like the one lead lady voice. And then like it kind of feels like it's let out or let in by like bongo type thing. Like yeah. like percussions. It's got like a little bit of like a like a Sambista big like I I don't really know what it is, um, but I like it so much. Um, and I think, uh, arms does a really great job of like hanging on to that sonic identity throughout, um, you know, including like using that same like riff over and over again in a bunch of different contexts. Um, but, uh, also a lot of those textures over and over again, um, in ways that are super compelling. So I want to take us out by doing the, uh, the, um, the end credits for this, uh, for arms and, we don't need to talk about it, I guess, after that. But so if you if you have your own uh, new Nintendo music uh, pieces that you want to share with us, maybe we can talk about it next time. You can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, and, you know, if you don't want to do that, you can just uh, rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes. And uh, if you like this episode, tweet about it or post about it on Facebook. Or just tell a friend. Or just tell a friend. Or do all of these things. Um, we are at Nin- uh, at Nincart Society on Twitter. Our Facebook page is Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, Olivia Duncan made our logo, and Eight Bit Betty does most of our music. He, I'm playing very little Eight Bit Betty tonight, but uh, that's okay. So we're gonna go out here on the Arms uh, credit roll music. What's a creative podcast network? Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Joe. I'm supposed to do a little promo for my show, but I don't want to do one. So uh, if you've lived a perfect life, if you know exactly who or what God is, and if you know exactly how to define spirituality, don't listen to my show, Choose Your Own Religion. If you're not interested in hearing comedians talking about their own religious background and making up new religions, for God's sake, don't go to chooseyourownreligion.com and don't find me on iTunes and Stitcher. Choose your own religion. Hard pass every Sunday. I love you, 
and I hope you never tune in.